ready in 5, 4, 3, 2. Dang, listen. I have an incredible guest, but let me plug some dates. I added a show in Seattle, an early show for the parents, because God knows we don't want to go out at 10 p.m. San Francisco Palace of Fine Arts. And then I added a Gramercy Theater in Jew Dork Titties in March. And then I go to Ridgefield, Connecticut for one one show one night. And uh, ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. You guys, I'm so fucking pumped to have this guy on. Like, we've been in DMing and we've been uh, listening to each other's podcasts. And I feel like we've been vibing. And Toby Morris is finally fucking here Thank in you. Austin. Thanks for having me. Bro. This is awesome. I never, I never traveled anywhere to be in a podcast. This is cool. Seriously? I haven't been in Austin in like 10 years. It's, it's so nice. It is really nice. It's a, ch- it's a chill vibe. We got to get you to go to Mothership, to Rogan's Club. I know. Yeah. I saw there was a show last night when I landed, but it's when too you, late. When do you leave? Five o'clock today. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm so in and out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so many, of my, so many people moved here. It's crazy. I know. It's just, now I know why. Yeah, it's chill. Um, I like you. I like you because... I think you're a deep dude. I feel like you get it. I love your podcast, One Life. One chance. Life to Live, right? One Life, one life one chance. One chance. One Life to Live. <laughs> one Life to Live. That's Great TV show, yeah. yeah. Um, but you have such a good perspective on life. And like, why? How did this happen? What What traumatized you that you're, <laughs> you're so deep, you know? It's crazy because I did have trauma. My dad died when I was three. And then I found, later on, found punk rock and skateboarding. Nice. I think, that, I think that saved me. I think that kind of raised me, like having these uh, father figures, like Ian Mackay or Kevin Seconds, just different singers of bands and lyrics. And uh, yeah, I think that I always loved, I don't know, I've always been a hyperactive kind of positive. I never tried any drugs or alcohol my whole life. So I like- We were going to talk about that too. So I'm too. just saying, like, I've been high on life since I stepped on a skateboard in 1983. I talked about this the other day, like that changed my life. Yeah. Kept me away from peer pressure and drugs and stupidity. My brothers were partying all the time once my dad passed in the house. People made fun of me. I was going to take my skateboard to the prom. Um, I was prom king. Um, <laughs> I've always been high in life. I don't know. I've always been this kind of like positive person. Obviously, yeah, I'm not happy every single day. But like I always see the good in things and the good in people that might be a weakness of mine. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always been you think high it's life. a weakness? I, yeah. I, Kindness gosh. or weakness, I guess. You know. Yeah, I, I, try, know. I try to also. And then I'm the Eastern European in me. I get so fucking suspicious. I'm like, <laughs> this guy, I don't trust nobody. You yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, especially, you know, well, anyway, I don't want to talk about this shit. Um, so you've never touched drugs or alcohol, which I thought, I know I was reading that about you, because you're straight edge. Yes. That's fucking, so, so. okay, how did you how did you hang out at the skate park and not I know. get high? Like, I know. Not so that was, all those guys the 80s too. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. I think it's probably more now. I don't know, I just, once I found punk rock and then I found, like, Sex Pistols and stuff, I was like, this is cool, I can skate to it, but what is a bollock? And right. and what is the Sex right. Pistol? And a lot of and the punk, Birmingham. Yeah, a lot of the punk rock shit was like, "Fuck your parents and anarchy." And I'm like, "Shit, I love my mom. She's raising Aww. three boys by herself." Do you know what I mean? So then I found hardcore, which is like, it's not just fuck the world. This is fix the world, make it a better place. So that's when I found like Seven Seconds, Minor Threat, Gorilla Biscuits, Dag, like all these bands that had melody and had like lyrics. And then Minor Threat, obviously Straight Edge. And I was 13, I hadn't tried anything yet. And then I heard this song, and it's like, fuck. I can skate to this 
it's awesome. And this song's telling me like, I don't have to drink or do drugs to fit in. Like at 13 years old, I was like, I'm never trying anything. And I never did. I'm 53. That's amazing. It's kind of crazy, right? I saw this meme on like Instagram. It's like some people solve their emotional problems through music. And that's totally who I was too as a teenager. I found The Cure. I found Sex Pistols, Joy Division, Bauhaus, and all these, you know, English or 80s bands. And I connected. And, And I couldn't express what was going on inside of me, but these these singers, these people could, and it saved my life, you know? Same. You're like, whoa, my, yeah, I don't understand people that don't have these deep emotional connections to Music, or to people music. that don't listen to music bugs me out. <laughs> I had somebody tell me a podcast, and I don't listen to music, I'm like, for real? Like, what are you listening to? Yeah. It changed my life. I have like, I probably have the most band tattoos on my body. I have Robert Smith tattooed on my body. Really? Prince tattooed on my body, Madonna tattoo, I have everything, Coldplay. Coldplay's one of my favorite bands, I'm crazy. But, um... <laughs> I love music. It's just everything about music. I, I stopped eating meat in 1988 because of music, because of punk rock and animal rights. And uh, I just been on this path of just like being young till I die, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, not not some great. Peter Pan shit. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just, I live, I live my lyrics. I live the music I grew up on. I'm still a big kid. I still skate. Um, That's cool. Yeah. How's that in your 50s? Because I know Tony is like, Tony Hawk is not, slowed down well true story i had a knee brace on up until an hour ago i uh <laughs> i slammed uh mike from liquid death has a has a half pipe and i went to his house and skated shout out to mike cesare or whatever hey. and uh the homie and i draw i've been skating there for a couple weeks and trying to get back on my 80s tricks but i slammed on it on a rock and roll on saturday i couldn't walk saturday and sunday i was like oh my god do this podcast Fuck. so i was putting in the cold plunge every day and it worked and today i took my knee brace off because last night i got called into the secret room at LAX to take my pants down what? because my knee Why? brace was going off through the... Oh, that's what you mean. That's never happened in my whole life. And I was like, yeah. I was so cool about it. I thought I'd be more shook, but they brought me in the room and I like, took my pants down and took off my knee brace, showed it to him because it was having an alarm. But anyway, I took it off today I'm walking, but I'm still skating. Yes, it's harder. Yeah. Tony Hawk's the god. Yeah. Um, but I love skateboarding still. I don't know. I do too. I, I never, I mean, I, I tried as a girl. I think back then I was just admiring of skaters. Yeah. I love skater culture. I love punk rock culture too. And I think it resonated with me because it was a, it's DIY, which I love this idea of, by the way, the Sex Pistols couldn't play a fucking instrument, right? Facts. And it was based on a a fashion aesthetic, right? Like Vivian Westwood and Johnny Lydon or, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Lydon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and he's like, well, let's just start a band that fits these clothes. And you're like, wait, what? It is kind of crazy. And then, right, but then they created like this voice of this generation, these poor boys who I, they couldn't find jobs or whatever. Everybody's poor in England. And then, <laughs> right, and then it trickles into New York. Dude, Ramones, Iggy Pop, Stooges, that. all that. Yeah. But it's crazy that they were put together and it, and it sounded so good. It didn't seem forced to me. No. Now, I didn't know that as a kid. I had, this, I had the Nevermind the Bucks 8-track. That's oh all they Oh, my God. And, um... But then you realize later, like, wow, they were put together. It's kind of like, not like a boy, I guess like a boy band in a sense. I don't want to yes. say that, but. Yes. It was meant to be, well, yeah, Johnny Lydon was the, right? Well, no, am I thinking of, right there's someone else. So this is Johnny Lydon. Who's the guy? Just great. Who created oh, yeah, yeah. the Sex oh, Pistols? Oh, yeah. It's a the guy. manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve, not Stephen Cook. That's a guy. No, no. What's the manager's name? They could pull it out for he's you. A, he's incredible. like the mastermind behind this, but then he it kind of. He is Malcolm McLaren. McLaren. Yes. Yeah. He and, created it. Yeah. But then it becomes a movement. It becomes this real thing. And then you have actual, you know, other bands like Clash coming in. 
The Ramones. The Ramones, I mean. Dude. And they're, they're so simple, right? They just Three have chords. these. Four chords, whatever, yeah. Just their look, too, is just like, because you're so used to punk being like mohawks and spikes. They just had like jean, jeans on and like leather jackets and like the haircuts. It's like, what is this shit? <laughs> but it's so good. Well, because you can see that it's influenced by the 1950s. Yeah. They're, they're like, we're going to wear matching outfits and the, it's really simple and catchy. And then, but it's still rad. Yeah. But I love rebellion. I love this idea that you can just pick up an instrument, learn it, fucking do it, just fucking do it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a trained singer. Are you? To no, tell me, how did no. you start? Because I was a roadie at first. I was behind the scenes for a couple of years, and then I was like, I started like writing in a journal, like taking notes. Like I have something to say too. This is awesome. I don't want to just be the guy in the background. I love all these bands. Why can't I sing? Which I don't think I'm a singer, but, and I started a band. It was kind of a joke and it became now, now I'm celebrating 30 years next year of the band. It's like, it's been my life. It's crazy, man. It's wild. I know. And it's punk wild? rock and it's, it's never really, it's crazy about punk rock because people think it's like, because the year punk broke in 94 with, with offspring and green day and all these yeah. bands, which helped all of us, it trickled down to us. They thought punk was a sellout and all this shit, but punk is still very underground and it's still very, an interesting world. Like, like the fact that I'm in the band 30 years and we never had a hit song or like on the radio or a lot of MTV and stuff like that. And we still, people still care yeah. because there's people that still like check the history of the music. Yeah. And it's, it's really a, pretty amazing. And punk rock is still like, people ask me, what do you do? What do you do? I'm in a band. Uh, what do you sound like? Oh, it's hardcore. What is that? Well, it's not as hard as Metallica. It's not as poppy as Green Day. It's so in the mood. People don't understand the word hardcore or just even today, like just talking about it. I don't know. Yeah, I sing in a punk band, dude. I'm going to my son's <laughs> school and feeding, like you have to serve at the school when he was a kid. They call me Tattoo Man. I'm just serving lunch to the kids. Like, Tattoo what man. does your weird ass dad do? Like, He's <laughs> got a cow and a pig on his hand. Yeah, I whatever. know. That's um, the weird thing is like, when you're a parent too, because you are a parent. Your, yes. your son has grown. He's 20, but like. But being in society, it's just weird. <laughs> because because touring, touring is fantasy. Yeah. That's not the real life. And then you get back and you have to like, as soon as I used to walk in the door from the tour, my wife's like, here's your son. Yeah. So you've been gone for six weeks. It's your turn. You know, next day I'm, you know, doing daddy duties. It's like back to reality. Um, but isn't that lovely? It's incredible. Yeah. Because it's grounding. Like I remember. Oh, I love that. I was, I was getting ready to film my last special and they're glamming me up and putting all this stupid makeup on. And I, and I was remember thinking to myself, in a matter of hours, I'm going to be wiping somebody's ass. <laughs> less than 12 I'll hours. I'll be doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, but I, I love that. I do too. I've been married 27 years, so like I'm very blessed. Like my wife lets me still run around and be a big kid. That's great. And now my son's playing with me. He's traveled his whole life. You know, my wife was pregnant on tour. She was conceived on tour. Like all this crazy shit. It's just like my son was conceived on tour. Yeah, it's just like it's wild. My life has just been touring. That's the one thing. I, so let me talk to you about that. There's a documentary I saw. I know exactly what you're going to say. The aging punk rocker. Like, there's, there's that one there's punk rock dads too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you're these poor guys who signed record deals early and then now they're in their 50s and their 60s and they're still having to tour to make money. And I'm like, that sucks because the punk rock ethic is like, you should be poor. You shouldn't have stuff. And it's <laughs> should like, never make it. Yeah, but like, I, I love the dead Kennedys. I want the dead love Kennedys them. to have money. Me too. I want the bad brains to be living in the mansions. Like, <laughs> yes. Stuff like that. I love bad brains. Yeah. But there's this weird shit I like about punk rock where it's like, no, we only love you when you played to 10 people in our basement in New Jersey. Yeah. And then the minute you have success, like, now you're a sellout. It's like, don't you want your favorite band to, like, do this forever? Yeah, and be... Don't you want them to inspire of. the world? It's like, I never understood that. I but I get it, like, when you're a band you love before anybody else loves and they blow up, you're like, I heard them first and shit like that. It's like, but you're they're right. not yours. 
Or um, I like their first album. Yeah, That's I hate that I- shit. <laughs> yeah, like we, we, had, we had a T-shirt that said like only like their first album. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you want, yeah, I want all these people to be chilling. These people that inspire me and change lives. You know, it's like yeah. the Ramones are most. There's only a couple alive, and then like Rolling Stones are killing it. It's like, I, and I never wanted to have to have to do the band for money. Like we still. I hang out with my band. We talk every day. There's so many bands that don't even talk to each other. Like these are my brothers. Like my brother and I literally started the band. My brother moved on to the Offspring now. He's been in that band for like 15 years. But like we love each other as our family. So it's like we do it because we love. We don't do it because we have to. At one point, yeah, we we're making money in the 90s and shit like that. But like now, it's just like we go out and do a week tour, our weekends. I love that. Yeah. And we still have fun. We still. I still. I still believe these lyrics. It's crazy that I'm 53 and I still. I don't know. I just I love what I sing about. It's still me. Well, you're you're not preaching, you know, negative stuff. You're preaching nah, like we're super posy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uplifting. Yeah. <laughs> but you can still like dive and like fucking mosh to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can still like you can get aggressive to it. But like, yeah, I've always loved. I don't know. There's enough anger and crazy shit in the world to like add to that. I agree. There's enough uh, poison. Like, yeah. You know, add more negativity to things, and I always try to be of service. Uh, to others even in yeah, it sounds so corny but you know like you, you don't just want to like constantly just be shitting on things you, you do want to provide an alternative which I really like what you do too it's like well no like here's what's wrong with the world but like hey you know what you can do yeah you can do cool shit like you can make cool things and help people yeah because that's the punk rock I didn't like like to destroy everything and yeah. fuck everything and then it's what? okay now what now yeah. we can do is fix it <laughs> and that's why how I get into like you know animal rights and all just all that stuff just straight edge and everything just like going totally against the grain and not doing what everybody's doing and like i feel like at 53 i'm still the same person and i have these ethics and these morals that i've gotten from the 80s that i still you know my son's never tried anything and he's 20 and mm. i don't tell, i don't preach to him about nothing he just he saw he sees me and he's hyper like me as well and i just he can do whatever the fuck he wants but like he doesn't do anything you know he's just he's high he surfs every day skates that's cool plays drums God, like sir. he's yeah you know what i mean so it's like we have to be for me you have to my number one thing is to be a role model for my kid that's that's my number one job as a parent absolutely because if not they're going to find it somewhere else absolutely some negative shit or absolutely like- did you know that finally somebody has invented a deodorant that you can put anywhere on your body that's right lumi l-u-m-e lumi deodorant i love it because why not why not put deodorant under your boobs where the boob sweat happens. It's great. I love it on travel days when I'm my absolute sweatiest. Lumi is a whole body deodorant anywhere. Put it anywhere. Five folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, you name it. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. And it is clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to do the Lumi starter pack. It's perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. And as a special offer for uh, our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code WMMA30 at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com dot com and use code WMMA30. I have been in therapy for a million years and it's been the single thing that has changed my life and I can't recommend it enough. And I know you're like, I don't have the time to find uh, a good therapist or psychiatrist, but you do have the time with Talkspace. 
And it's so easy. It's accessible. And most importantly, it's affordable. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. So if you're you're really, really in need to talk to somebody, it happens so quickly. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home. You don't even have to travel. So there's no excuse. There's no commute to appointments. Don't miss time at work or line up child care. You don't have to do any of that stuff to attend your sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is secure and private using the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. And most importantly, Talkspace is affordable. There really is no reason not to get the help that you need. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash WMMA. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash WMMA to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash WMMA. Gosh, it's so funny because I... One of my boys, Ellis, I think he's a hyper guy. He's like you and yeah. your son, it sounds like, where they're just, <laughs> you guys are like vibrating. That's a type of personality where you got to like, at least what I found is I funnel it into something productive, you know, get that kid into sports, get that kid into totally. something because that all that shit go, can go real south. Like if they find the wrong group of friends, now you're into drugs and you know, the skate park back in the day wasn't a wholesome place. I think no. it is now because I got him into skateboarding a little too. Okay. And it's wholesome as shit. You're like, where's like the cool kids? Depends where you go though. There's some gritty ones too in LA okay, though for good. sure. Oh, Venice is dicey as fuck. I did. But Venice. my wife works at the barracks for like 10 years. It's like the private skate park in, in LA. It's like oh. the most famous. It's like in all the skate videos. Oh, it's called cool. the barracks. So it's like a private invite place. So my son kind of grew up skating there, which is nice. But he yeah. goes to outdoor parks as well. But like, yeah, you're right. It's like, um, I probably was on Ritalin as a kid. I'm, I'm almost positive. Did they? Did they medicate you? Probably because I was hyper as hell. Yeah, but uh, are you are you still medicated? No, hell no. Yeah, when I was a kid, probably. It. I quit caffeine too on November 9th, so it's been like a couple weeks since I quit caffeine. I don't need caffeine. Yeah, you're done. It's horrifying. It it's made me horrifying. so crazy. I like. My friends like hate it. My feel, wife hates me on caffeine. I like to feel a little agitated. <laughs> it's like it's like when you um. It's like when people, I asked this guy one time why he smokes crack. And he's like, I like to look out the peephole and I like to be paranoid. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. But then I kind of like that feeling with coffee too, where you're just a little too amped. You're just a little too crazy. You a big coffee that. person? Yeah. How many coffees a day? Two. Okay. One in the morning. And then, and then one in the afternoon when I'm recording. So is it hard to go to sleep at night? Because that no. was my problem. No. I was drinking these yerba mate things with like 80, 80 milligrams of caffeine, which isn't a lot to most people. I was banging like two a day, maybe no sugar in them, like for like a year. And it's healthy as mushrooms in it. It's from the Amazon. Oh, yeah, I like that stuff. I yeah, like that. It calms me down. Yeah, but yeah. it didn't for me. Oh. And my wife and kid, I'm already a spaz in my house. So yeah. like my wife's like, dude. So I've been off for like three weeks. I don't need it. As you can tell, like it wasn't doing any, do me any good to have a caffeine. I don't crash you, really hard and you, shit. You know what's interesting about you? And I, I think we're similar in this way is that we're both like these pretty banal people in our, I am assuming like I have the husband that I've had for 20 years. I got my family. I actually have a very structured boundaried existence and then allows me to be safe in the creative world you know what i mean mm. like then i can go out to the club and make jokes about fucking pronoun people or trans whatever the fuck i'm talking about right now yeah because i know that's crazy town but then i can retreat into like, normal little life yeah yeah maybe yeah, that's you also have mean. an amazing support system too at home as well yeah so you can just yeah that's that, that's that really important yeah to have that balance like mm-hmm. i was thinking yesterday i was like 
just leaving for one day, I'm like, God, I'm gonna miss my wife and son so much. I'm just these, these widows drive me crazy. <laughs> but now I'm leaving for like 24 hours, and then I was texting from the plane, like the flight's great. My, me and my son are, have problems with flying. We hate flying, and it was just like great flight. And I don't know, it's just it's interesting how the, the balance is so important. It is. It's, I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd be doing the same shit I, if I didn't have an uh, amazing wife for that many years and a best friend and all this stuff. I think that's what I'd it. Be doing. Because people like, if you grow up with chaos and it sounds like you, you know, your dad dying young, you can go the other way real quick. It's true. I could have went the totally way. Oh, my dad, I did. Yeah, and I didn't. My brothers party pretty hard and they're pretty good now. They have kids and married and I think they still drink. But like, yeah, I could have went totally insane. But punk rock and skateboarding, right. man, Isn't it that really great? fucking saved me, man. Because yeah. it's definitely have some trauma. I just started going to therapy for the first time. I'm the only <gasps> person in my whole life. My whole family that's ever been in therapy, just me right now. Me too. Congrats. Yeah. You're breaking the cycle. I am. It's a big deal. And now they're kind of asking me, how is it? I might uh, do it too. Yeah. My brothers are. I'm just saying, because like, just having had a weird thing, no closure, my dad passing. I was too young. It's like my mom had to protect us and oh. didn't go to the funeral, all that stuff. And I write songs about it. I've been singing about it for years. And I feel like that's been my therapy. But like, once you talk to somebody, it's like, whoa. Yeah. So the layers and stuff, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. And it's interesting you say that even. So how, sorry, how did your pa father pass? He had what a rare it? heart condition. He was like 33. Oh, fuck. It's so bananas. And so when my, each time my two brothers reached that age, oh my God, I'm gonna get my heart checked at 33. We all made it through, like obviously. But yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. And my, he came home. He was having chest pains at work. I remember I was at my aunt's house and uh, my mom was working. He laid on the bed and he's like, I remember like something's wrong with my dad. He went to the hospital and never came back crazy wow it's super crazy man like i'll get emo right now talking about it yeah because i should. definitely have some Tell. problems with it but talking about it and singing about it i was like this is this is sick i can write these songs about it and get it out but then you become a dad oh boy and then there's no dad to reach out to and say hey man when you took me fishing though to the ball game or this and that like becoming a dad was crazy that's right? just a whole different i became super emo i'm like totally went from hardcore to emo <laughs> Just crying. <laughs> You're a goth kid now. Yeah, it's just depressing. crying about every commercial and yeah. every movie, and just what? like because you 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 really didn't have a physical. I mean, y who knows what your childhood could have been? You don't even know who you could have been. I, I could have went to the military. Like my my uncle was always, you should go to the military. He was trying to get me and my brothers to go to the military, and I'm like, nah. And I, I moved to New York like, like 17 years old by myself. I was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm gonna support this scene. I love this. I love CBGBs. I got dropped up at CBGBs, and like nice. that's where my life began, pretty much. Crazy. Dude, you're like I. I love this. <laughs> I feel like I coulda. If I were a boy, I probably would have been similar. Cause like, yeah, I love. I love everything. It's my my vibe. I'd be a skater. Yeah, tatted up. I try to be. My goal is to be a pro skater. I got in Thrasher in '83. I was a really. I was a freestyle skater, and then I got my first girlfriend. It was a rap. Then the skateboard was like over there. <laughs> Girls ruin everything. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I gave up skating. I was like, fuck. Then I moved to New York, and there was really not much skating there. The Brooklyn Banks couple mini ramps but like that's cali though i know yeah and now i'm like reborn like skating again like my son's a ripper he's that's a street dope. skater yeah that's i don't dope. know i love california for that what an inch so it's funny you say that what um you're singing about your dad isn't that so so i have mommy issues my mother was schizophrenic and so i never wow. had a mom and so now i'm going to start crying Sorry Maybe that, about that. That. hey it's you know that everyone see this is why i talk this about the therapy this session stuff. Right yeah now. but my therapist is always like you know, being creative is the highest form of dealing with your emotional stuff. I agree. And you don't have to be a professional punk rock singer or comedian. You can paint, 
You can do uh, fucking poetry. You can garden, whatever. Do something creative. Whatever it takes, it works. Yeah. Yeah. To get that, to sublimate that out, the sadness. But I don't know, like now, because I've been in therapy for a minute, like for okay. 17 years, wow. 15 years. Yeah. And like, dude, what's wild is like, it's uh, it's like an onion, right? Like the first layer of just accepting what happened to you, like really, really letting it metabolized like wow that was wild that was a trip huh yeah that happened okay well how do i feel about it yeah and then you really start to sink into the feelings of it which i couldn't identify a feeling in therapy for five years that's how fucking shut off i was wow i didn't have a feeling because i my mom was crazy my dad's an alcoholic so i was never mirrored you know you teach your kid how to deal with stuff like oh you're bummed dude what's going on tell me about your what you feeling someone fuck with you at school they tell me about it yeah like we didn't, i didn't get that like same yeah <laughs> same we're so emotionally like, connected up. to our children that communication yeah. that i never had yeah is so important it's so important and and even so i get the question a lot like well how do you mother when you were never mothered and it's such a deep thing because I think the real question for me is like, I felt like a space alien because I, I just felt like such a freak, you know, like what well, your mom's what talking to walls and shit. And like, you know, so how do you like teach someone to be a normal person when you're fucking definitely not a yeah. normal person? So I just felt so defective. Mm. Like, how am I going to be loving to somebody? But then, you know, you have it in you, you know, you're not definitely have it that in you. broken. You, you are still a human you're still intact you have to trust that instinct you know yeah i didn't have like obviously my mom loved us and she raised us and had food on her table but she was working like three jobs oh and my like god you know she chain smoked virginia slims and made my clothes smell like cigarettes or if we had something on her face you lick her finger rub it off your face and your face would smell like uh. cigarettes and all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why i never did, did drugs or cigarettes or whatever uh, yeah but like and then, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm the most emo dad. My wife's like more tougher. She's from <laughs> Chicago. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, we have a good balance, but like, yeah. but just that communication, like this, we always say we love each other. My family's very like, just, my son would text me from school and say, hey, the kids are skipping ninth period. Can I skip ninth period? I'm like, of course, nobody's texting their parents, asking them that. No. Doing it. Like we talk about everything. There's this total trust where like, he never, he would never, he would never lie to us because we know exactly where he is, what he's doing. We trust him. He's the designated driver for his friends in high school because he didn't drink. Like we have, no, that's and good. the communication because if 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 you don't trust your kids and they, they know you don't trust them, then they're just gonna wild out. I think it, it's just that it's just that bond. It's that so important, and I have that bond. My son still lives at home. That's kind of a thing now where kids are living at home later in life. And I'm I mean, like the pandemic. I'm like, we're gonna fucking up. afford them in, in uh, L.A. anyway. Yeah, it's so expensive. Well, and and you know, pandemic. Yeah, I think that really it it delayed everybody's life by mm. a few years. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I can't. I'm having like the empty nest syndrome kind of thing. Like oh he's the only gosh. kid. Like what's gonna happen? He moves out. Walk by his bedroom. Like oh. I get so emo thinking about it. But like he can't afford moving here. He's chilling. He has a job and stuff. But it's just like it's a different world for sure. It is a different world. And what is wrong um, with supporting your kids? Yeah. past eighteen. It's so it's only a, a very American concept that like oh 18 get the fuck out dummy and you're like but i'm broke yeah so figure it out it's like yeah but then you're just gonna make bad decisions out of desperation because no one's helping you like what is this shit why not have parents that help you out get you on your feet and, and your kids then, will resent you yeah like i got kicked out when i was 17 so did i my mother was like when the minute you turn 18 you're out and i was like bye bitch i'll see you at 17 i was like get me the fuck out of here yeah 
Yeah. I, ca- I kind of wanted to go with that moment because my mom had like this crazy redneck boyfriend who was Ugh. like skinning squirrels. We lived in Southern <laughs> Maryland because my mom had a job there. There was dead squirrels in the garage. I was like, what oh, the fuck? And God, I moved in with dude. my girlfriend who I quit skateboarding for. I moved oh, into God. her attic of her parents' house. I'd have to clean their pool and stuff. It was so weird. But um, yeah, my mom kicked me out too and I would never do that to my kid. But that was a different time. I get it. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's a resentment. I don't know. I mean, this book, it's like... Uh, grandchildren of alcoholic grandparents or something that's the book my therapist gave me like, grandchildren it's generational alcoholism yeah. you're dealing with i never even thought about that like how my my mom was treated by her father oh, boy, and how abusive yeah. my grandfather was to my grandma and this shit like that and stuff i didn't really know Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And the thing about peeling back those layers, it's kind of scary. I'm like, what if I find out something I wish I never knew? I don't know. Me too. That's the thing about it. It's like, do I want to know that? I lived my whole life without knowing that. <laughs> do you know I'm what I mean? I'm worried too. I'm like, what if I've repressed the worst memory That's ever? I know, I know. But here's, here's what my shrink told me. And she's like, well, I go, I go, I go, what if I fucking remember something that I'll just have to be institutionalized? And she's like, then we'll institutionalize you. You'll be okay. Like, no. we'll take care of you. No, but like the point yeah. being like, you'll be cared for. You're not going to fall apart. Don't no, worry. No. You'll be okay. But still. You'll be okay. You've survived the worst already. Like, you've already lived through whatever the hell it is. Yeah. You've already lived through it. So remembering it is just dealing with the feelings. And you can handle your feelings now, you know? Yeah, I like That's how therapy's cool. Tells me. I like how it's cool to go to therapy and talk about it. Fucking finally. And be open with your feelings and be <laughs> honest about who the fuck you are and what you're dealing with and not like yeah. portray some fake image of, I don't know, it's interesting. It's a... Uh, that's, it's just keeping it 100% real, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, and I do like this about Gen Z. Look, there's not a lot I... I don't give a fuck about your pronouns. Sorry, it's never going to happen. I don't like the baristas at Starbucks. They're rude as shit. But I like this openness and I like the idea that, yes, gender is, you're not just a boy or a girl now. You can be a little, you know, if you're like a gay kid, you don't feel like you want to fucking kill yourself, which is cool. And yeah, they have feelings. You can speak about it and talk to people about it and not keep it inside. And not Which just, a lot of people did in our generation probably yes. kept shit bottled up and then exploded and or whatever. You, or you fucking marry a, a straight woman and you ruin her life. That's what happens. Or be afraid to tell your parents. Imagine oh this, you can't God. tell your parents like who you love, what you I know. That's I would it never do it. Especially because I feel like gayness is so junior varsity now. You're just like, <laughs> oh, you're gay. So what? <laughs> but back in our day, it was a big deal. Yeah. Just like having to hide from your parents. That sucks. That sucks. That's a no communication thing though. Like if you if you were in, I don't know. I guess it was kind of cool like to hide things back then and be like rebellious child against your parents, depending what your childhood was. Like, I don't know. I, I don't hate my mom. I didn't hate my mom. I had definitely had some resentment, but like she did her best. You know, I'm alive. I'm here. You know, I made it through all that shit and became my dad. I try to be the best dad I can. I'm not perfect, but and I'm still learning. He's 20. Like everything changes. He's on the dating apps now and all this shit. It's just like. That's crazy. It's crazy. Isn't dude. that fucking, it's so funny. Like, Cause I talked to people dating on the apps now too. And could you even imagine? No. Like. 
Nah. And then like some hoe just shows up and sucks your dick. And that's like, it. You know, you, so you, weird. I was talking to my son. I was like, I take him to, back in the day, we take him to the movies. Yeah, you meet them in them. person. You meet them in person first. In real life yeah. first, we meet. Yeah. And then we see if there's a chemistry. Yeah. Then we might hang out again, maybe go to the movies, get some food. Yeah. But now it's just like, those apps are like I'm smash and it. grab. It's yeah, just dude. crazy. Like, dude, I was watching like this BBC show yesterday. You know, it's like castles and manners and like, you know, like I love I love this idea. I pretend that I'm posh. You know, I watch okay. these these shows and I imagine I have tact and okay. and I'm just English. And <laughs> and the guy the, the Lord says to the lady, Might I call on you sometime? And my husband's there and he's like, What fucking gay shit are you watching? And I'm like, No, 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 just watch. <laughs> I go, he asked her, May I call on you? Meaning, may I just show up at your home sometime and maybe we could stroll through the garden. And that's how they get to know each other. And I'm like, wow, how far have we come? From that like, is crazy. Might I call on you? It's like an old school booty call or something, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. It is, dude. <laughs> that's how they did it back in the day. Might I call on you? And now, now kids don't Shit. talk on the phone because it's too personal. That's different. Wow. And we have, my house is all wow. 1950s. So it's, I live, I live with I Love Lucy, basically. Oh, my So we God. have a diet, like a rotary phone. Yeah, yeah. So I my son him. learned how to call his friends on that phone as a kid. My wife made him use that phone to learn how to use a phone because a lot of kids <laughs> don't even have used a phone before, a home phone. Yeah. And just calling, having conversations with your friends like we did when we were kids. Yeah. But that doesn't happen no more. It's just like these apps, you go on a date, there's like no first or second date, none of that stuff. It's just like, it's yeah. a crazy, scary world. I can't imagine being single. Well, there's no first or second base. I, I don't think so, man. No, my. Do so you guys just go? These Josh is our baby. And what is? What are those? Ba what are the bases do anyway? You, do you guys you do bases still, or you just go straight? I mean, you got to start somewhere, right? Okay. But I think those bases have changed. Like, what is first was us, like holding hands, holding hands, and then maybe kissing. Frenching. But now it's just I don't want to say on here, but it's just now it's just like you dude. can say it here. Wait, so what was your first base? Just holding hands and Frenching. Yeah, and start making out, I guess. Okay. For sure. Definitely in the 80s, for sure. Like, I can't imagine being single at 53 in Los Angeles. Oh, my God. Just being single in general. I kill myself. What do we do? I don't know, dude. Because I, I don't like know, older people dude. apps. And here's the deal, man, <laughs> is like with divorce, because I... I'm I'm in it to win it with with Tommy Buns. Like I've how long I, been married for? Almost twenty years. We've been together. Congrats. Yeah, married maybe I don't know sixteen. Awesome. The number, but yeah, they get this shit right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, we got married, but um, because <laughs> I've seen it. Like both my parents got divorced, remarried, and guess what? If you haven't done the work in between picking partners, you're just gonna pick the same fucking same, thing. Man. A lot of people do that. I see that. And you're like, what? And now you're gonna make stepchildren and half children and da 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 and fuck up this kid. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just stick it out. If this person is not addicted to drugs or like has a major problem like gambling or something destructive, just yeah. fucking stick it out, bro. Work yeah. through it. If with that person, if you can. Like, is your is your wife into is she curious about herself? Her mind and stuff too. Is she in therapy? Does no, she she's need not. It? She's, no, she's, she's badass, normal. Man. Yeah. My wife drinks um, two diet big gulps a day. <laughs> My wife is like Midwest. She drives a '65 Ford Falcon. She's I love a it. badass. I love it. She, she's like, she had a crazy life as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, she's not. It's just me. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I don't know. It's working for me. Good I, for you. I enjoy it. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And don't let your family, because sometimes you, you'll be identified as the black sheep because you are in therapy. I, I already am. Yeah, you're already. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's a wrap. I'm all, that's me already. I'm proud of it. That's me. I've always been like that. It's a wrap. 100%. It's been me. Done. The whole time. You're getting your dick sleeves. 
I might. <laughs> we were talking about before we started rolling. This is we so talked funny. about NDMs a while ago. The ta- your yeah. tattoo, yeah. I have a tram stamp that I'm getting removed. But what? Why are you? But it's in your. But yours is interesting now. Without talking <sighs> about it, it? it because it's a dragon. Yeah. Of a band. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's Which I have right. six of those on me because I wrote for that band as my first <laughs> job. And <laughs> this is the, 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 the plot thickens with this tramp stamp. What, wait, what's the name of the band? Again? Sick of it all. Sick of it all. Somebody sent me a thing of you, like, oh. yo, do you know this? This is a while ago. I'm like, this comedian lady has. That's it. Yeah. That's my tramp stamp. It's yeah. a sick of it all dragon. Yes. And I'm like, holy shit, is this random? And then I think we talked about it or something. You're like, yeah. yeah, it was a random off the wall because that is original tattoo flash. Correct. Well, hilarious dude and so i picked that off a wall in australia in the late 90s when i was 20 years old which i have right here you can see it i have a little little one right there on my wrist i have two huge ones on my ribs dude you're covered yeah so like i work for that band that's the that's the band i wrote for yeah that's why so i heard you had that no i'm hardcore that's the only only tattoo you have yeah i'm I'm very like a pussy but i love can i tell you what i love i love knuckle tats yeah and one day when my husband and I have fuck you money, I'm going to get fuck you money. And then you've got a piggy and a cow because yes. you're vegetarian or yes. vegan. Yes. Are you vegan? Mm-hmm, vegan, yes. Dang, homie. Um, yeah, I got my finger. I love my finger. It took me a long time. Not, I've, I made a bunch of contracts with my wife. I'll never do my hands. I'll never do my face. Oh. I put, they were like on the wall of my house throughout my life. And I just like, I do something. I make a deal with her. And I go inch out onto my hands. And then finally <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. Got my hands done. I got my whole head done. I'm never going to do my face. That's what I was going to ask I'm you about. I'm going to keep this nice. Keep my yeah. face nice. Keep the moneymaker tight. Yeah, keep the moneymaker face. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everything else. Everything else. And you said that you, you know of people that do their Ds. Ds and taints, all that stuff, yeah. Dick sleeves? Yeah. Google dick sleeves. Let's take a look. You really going to pull it up? Oh, yeah. So what? You can pull up. Well, listen, there's no boundaries on I this s- show. Oh, fuck. My it. wife saw me naked. She's like, you're missing a spot. And there's a couple <laughs> spots down around my area that I could get that aren't on it exactly. And oh, my, that that's just like dick fit. What but the? where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, my God. Dude, he even got the head done. Like, that's wild, bro. And so I think what they do is they take it and they stretch it around the wrist. And that's how they t- they take it and they wrap it like, like that. And Are you being serious? I swear to God. They pull the dick skin and then that's... No, they, they, they pull the, the penis and they pull it over their wrist or something and then that's how they stretch it out because you have to get the ink in there because you have to do it when it's stretched. But I, I mean, I thought about getting like a... Uh, my wife's name's Moon, like a half moon on, oh. surprise her on an anniversary. I don't know if I even do it. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. What about people that are getting their eyeballs done? That's gnarly because I heard you can go... For what I've seen some things. I'm not a professional, but people going blind or having some issues. I would imagine. I know, dude. It's <laughs> no <crazy>. shit. <laughs> I know. What? I mean, it'd be cool to get love on my taint for tainted love. That'd be kind of sick. Yo, <laughs> soft sell. Soft sell. I yes. love soft sell. Uh, nonstop erotic cabaret was one of my favorite CDs. You know, you remember that too, the experience of listening to an entire, oh, I got to go. I got to take my kid to your doctor. The entire, (laughs) like listening to an entire album, even if like the songs you fucking didn't like, you'd end up liking eventually. Of course. You know? Of course. The whole record. The repetition. Or just reading the thank you list or like the credits and then finding other bands from that and searching for music. Yeah. That was fun. With record collecting. You collect vinyl? I do now. I just went back to it and I got the essentials, the essential punk rock stuff for my kids and you know, some whatever. Are they liking the punk rock? Yeah, my my uh, my older dude likes the Circle Jerks. Yes, the best. <laughs> Group Sex, one of the best records Group ever. Group Sex is my favorite. And they're still playing. Seems like seventy. 
60s. Is that right? My bad, 60s. Yeah, Killing It Live. Wow. I love Group Sex. Yeah. It's a great album. I don't pay that song for him, but yeah. <laughs> Joy Division, you said? I like that. I like Bauhaus. Ooh, my wife loves Bauhaus. Really? She loves all that stuff. Yeah. yeah dark. My I son like knows it. that stuff too because of her. That's her thing. That's my dark. My, she's in the darkness. Cure, Bauhaus. Same. Like, same. Um, Joy Division. Love it. I Yeah. I, I routed my touring around Bauhaus. That's how fucking. Really? Yeah, I got emotional problems. <laughs> but I connect to it. I connect to it. I'm going to get my dick sleeves. No, 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 no. No more tats for you. No, no. I'm a fucking pussy. And I that one's I coming off, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go, go. I've done the one treatment, and it's not as bad. It's fine. It's so fast, and they, and they numb it with the ice, and it's just really quick. Yeah, and it's just in and out. And then I go back in a month or something, and then they'll do it again. And that's it. No more tats. And we're fucking done, bro. Listen, you have to come <laughs> back to Austin. Bring the wife next time. That'd be sick. Bring your son. Do a whole family episode? I think you should. That's a great idea. I would like to. I'm curious because... See the dynamics and shit. Yeah, yeah, I like this because I feel like, you know, you and I had wacky upbringings and we kind of, you find out who you are the hard way and then you parlayed it into a great living and a great, I, I'm curious. Come back again. Will you come back and chat more? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. And I'll have you only come to LA yeah, too. Yeah. You I'll ever come there. to LA? I check uh -huh. your dates. You're never really in LA. I'll be there in the summertime. Okay. At the end of summer. I'd love to have you at my pink podcastle. Fuck yeah, bro. All right. I love you. Thank you love so you much. Too. Thanks Tommy for Morris. having me. You guys have to check out his podcast, One Life, One Chance. He's very deep. He's very philosophical. I feel like <laughs> you've done everything. And um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. It was of course. Rad, it was dude. an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you did. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at?